Hey there, this is Noe Lara Jr., pastor of Creator Love Church. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you to live and lead the life God has called you to. Enjoy the message. Uh, here's the thing. We're going to begin the... We're, we're finalizing our series today. Uh, we're finalizing our series called The Blessed Life. And... Uh, I got a question. How many of you guys have learned something about generosity through this series? I hope you've been able to learn something, get a takeaway from the concept of generosity. One one more time, by a show of hands, how many of you guys are taking something out of this series? By a show of hands, okay? On generosity, making sure that uh, we live generous lives. And today specifically, today specifically, I am going to focus on the concept of money. I really am. I'm not here to, let me say this, with the stories that I shared today, with the things that we read from the Bible today, I'm not here to pretend that I have it all figured out. Let's just kind of get that out there. And also, and I'm not here to pretend like I'm a millionaire. I, I'm not. I wish I was. And if I was a millionaire, yet. Thank you, honey. Thank you. When I become a millionaire, you're all welcome to dinner with me. It's all me, okay? Okay? I'm just joking. It's not funny. Okay. But yes, yes, yes. All right. No, okay. Yes. No, I was so bloated for a couple of days after we went to that steakhouse. Um, we're going to focus. Here's the thing. We've been talking about generosity. We've been talking about generosity over the first couple of weeks uh, of this series, The Blessed Life. We are blessed to be a blessing. But we're also going to talk about the concept of you know, money. And, and here's the thing. I would say 95% of us, maybe 100, think about money 100% of the time, okay? We do. We always think about either not having enough, or we think about wanting more, or maybe in between. But I want to show you through Scripture the principles of money. Now, if I'm sharing something, it's not because I've figured it out, but it's because I've experienced some things that only God can teach me. I've experienced... For those of you that know my story, in 2013, I went through financial failure. I lost my house, Brother Tamar. He was there helping me break the ice dams. On the last day, I had to move out. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I've lost, let me say this. I know what it is to have a family and have no money. I know what it is to to have children and have to uh, ask. uh, Here's the thing. I never asked my parents for help. That's just a personal thing. If that's your thing, God bless you. And I'm not saying that is wrong. But I, never, I made a commitment to Bertha when I got married. Our problems will remain our problems. I kept that between Bertha and I and stuff. However, when, when no one knew, Bertha, one day Bertha's all like, I married you and I let go of my career. And then she says, and you suck at leading. <laughs> she, that's exactly how it hurt. It hurt. She says, you promised me that everything would be okay, and all you've done has led us to losing our house, to having to depend on the government. I was on food stamps for a couple of months. This was in 2013, okay? I was on food stamps. We had to get all kinds of help from the government and stuff, uh, and I lost our house. This was in 2013. I lost our house, and uh, I remember it was March 14th, just this week. I celebrated what is it, five years, six years since losing my house, March 14th. Okay, that was Thursday. And I remember walking into my house. I was, I was parking the truck, getting home from work. And I remember looking at our house on, thir- on, on Thursday, which was the 14th or whenever the 14th was. 
Uh, and I remember the Holy Spirit just stopped me. He's like, do you remember what today is? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's a great day. He's like, no. <laughs> you know, he's like, you lost your house six years ago today. And I did. I, go, I went back and I remember, yes, March 14th, 2014, I drove away from my house in Bloomington. Remember my house in Bloomington? And I had to say goodbye because I lost it to financial ruin. I had no money. In eight months, in eight months, I only made, think about this, for those of you guys that have careers and, and that, in eight months, I want you to get this, I want you to understand this. In eight months, I made $800. Eight months with a wife and two kids. That was a horrible life. It was a bad life and, uh, and, and that's why I'm so eager to teach this thing on financial blessings because here's the thing, money scares the life out of all of us, doesn't it? Not having enough or feeling like you're running out or feeling like you're running out of time, it scares all of us. But there's something that I want you to understand. God is an infinite God and God has a purpose and God has a plan and God wants you to experience the blessed life. I got a question for you. This is not a rhetorical question, so by a show of hands, how many want to live a blessed life? Okay, how many of you guys want to be blessed so that you can be a blessing to other people? Okay, awesome. I think we would all agree to that. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're taking notes today, the, the message is called Rules of Multiplication. Okay, Rules of Multiplication. And here's the key thought. Okay, if you're taking notes, here's the key thought. God can only multiply what you are willing to give away. I'm going to say that one more time. God can only multiply what you are willing to give away. Now, Benny, I'm sorry I didn't give you the text, but can you uh, follow me on Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 and on? Okay, so again, the key thought is this. God can only multiply what you are willing to give away. I want you to say, give away. Give away. It's not easy giving away what you're in need of, is it? It's not easy giving away money, is it? Especially when you feel like you don't have enough. It's not easy to give away joy when you feel like you have no joy. It's not easy to give away hope when it feels like you have no hope. But in regards to money, in regards to what hurts you the most, in regards to what makes you tickle at night when you feel like you have nothing left, what, you know, yeah, tickle? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know, right? I don't know why I said that. Okay. But, but here's the thing. If there's something, here's the thing. If there's something that could keep you up all night is the thought of money. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to get more money? How am I, this money, this, I, I need to think about this and money's keeping me up and I don't have enough money here. I haven't made enough money here. You know, it's not enough. This is more, this is less. And it's just this concept of money, money, money. I love G. I love my boy. He's my, he's my stud. He's so skinny, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's all right. So here's the thing. So money, money, money. Okay. I got a question for you. Is money keeping you up at night? Honestly, is money for some of us that might be yes. For some of us that might be no. And I'm glad that I think this, but I think at some point in our lives, we think about this. And here's the thing. I'm talking about money as we finish this, this series, because I do want to be intentional. I do want to be intentional about reaching our purpose in God. And I'll say this. If you're thinking about, let me say this. Let me just say this. If money is the barrier between you and your purpose, you'll miss out on your life's opportunity. 
If money stops you from accomplishing what you feel God is calling you to do, you'll never reach your purpose. Because, let me say this, money, let me say this, money is not here to enslave your mind. I'm going to be so direct, and I'm going to be so direct with this, but I got a, I got a thing against, against young people that, that put so much trust in this thing called money. Money defines you. Money gives you a sense of purpose. Money gives you a sense of fear. Money scares you and money excites you. And if you don't have money, then you feel like you can't accomplish something. Or if you do have money, then all of a sudden you're very comfortable and you're not willing to share it. And here's the thing about money. If you think that money, if you think that money is the thing that is going to help you get to your place of purpose, let me correct you so nicely. You couldn't be further from the truth. And he threw up. Okay. You couldn't be further from the truth. I, got, I want you to follow me, please. Follow me in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. I want you to say it with me. Give it away. Give it away. Remember that song? Give it away, give it away now. Yeah, they're talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. All right. Rules of multiplication. And watch this. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, when Jesus heard what had happened, and we're going to talk about that in a bit, okay, he withdrew by, <clears throat> by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it, it's already getting late. Send the crowds away. Get these people out of here so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Verse 16, Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Hmm. Verse 17, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Verse 18, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to the heaven, he gave thanks and broke the, lo and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who uh, ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. All right. Many of us have heard this story before, right? Where uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000 men. Many scholars believe that it says here, besides men and women, they're talking about 15 to 20,000 people, all included. Okay? And, and so here's the thing we read this story, and you can casually read this story and miss out the principles of multiplication. Now, I'm going to highly suggest for you not to miss out on what God <clears throat> wants to teach you because I really feel that most of us are not fulfilling the purpose of our lives. And we're not living the blessed life because we're so consumed by the idea that we have to have a certain amount of money. We're so consumed that we don't have money. We're consumed about so many different things that is stopping us from receiving, from receiving and allowing ourselves to be used by God in such a tremendous way. And let me say this, money is not the answer. Money is not the answer. Money is not the answer to you fulfilling your God-given assignment. Money is not the answer for you not to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish. Money is not the reason why you are not getting to a certain place of life. It's the root of it. And we're going to get to this. So here's the thing. 
I want to ask you a couple of questions. And here's the thing. Have you ever, here's a question. Have you ever been part of a situation where you were limited by the supply that what you have, but the demand was too high? I'm going to ask that question again. Have you ever been in a situation where you were limited by the supply that you had, but the demand was higher? I'm going to give an example. When I was nine years old, I was on my way to Texas with my mom. We were going to Christmas to Texas and we were there driving and somewhere in Iowa, we forgot to put gas. Okay. And there's like the next gas station was like 40 miles away. Okay. And we saw, I saw that thing going to a quarter tank, a little bit of a quarter tank. And then next thing you know, it was like below like the line that you just start hearing the, you know, you start feeling the car kind of twerk. You know what I mean? And stuff. Okay. You guys are so religious. Loosen up. Okay. <laughs> Loosen up. Okay. So it was just kind of, just kind of, you know, going on us and stuff. And my mom's like, all right, no, you're going to have to start helping me push the car. And so we're going to have to push the car. And luckily, by God's grace, we did not have to stop. Uh, the car made it to the gas station and we were able to fill it up and stuff. But here's the thing. Have you ever been in a situation where the demand of the supply was greater than the actual supply that you had? Okay. It could be at work. It can be an inventory. It can be whatever. But with the situation, what I'm talking about is here, being in a situation where life, life has more demands than the supply that you have. And in this case, money. You know, have, this is a rhetorical question. Have you ever lived life where you feel like you don't have enough money, enough joy, enough peace for the supply, I mean, for the demand that life has your way? Can you relate? Can you guys relate? All right. So that being the thing, so here's the thing. That's what, the, that's what the disciples were going through. There is a demand here. The people are hungry. Hey, God, uh, Jesus, the disciples were like, hey, the people are hungry. We, they're hungry here. What's going on here? And then I love Jesus. I just love Jesus because Jesus goes like this. Hey, what do you have? Jesus says, what do you have? You notice that the disciples were trying to take the easy way out. The disciples were like, hey, God, send them away. They're hungry. Send them away. And then Jesus goes, how about this? What do you have? You know, and we're going to learn something. We're going to learn something. So I really want you to take notes here because the rules of multiplications are found right here. So do you ever feel like what you have is not enough for the demands of life, whether it's money, whether it's peace, whether it's hope, whether it's joy? So here's the thing. If you're taking notes, I'm going to encourage you to take notes. And if you're not taking notes, I'm going to encourage you to take notes. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's some principles because I really feel like you can learn something from here. Number one, okay, from nothing to more than enough. Number one. God wants to multiply what I consider limited. Number one. And I didn't have it up here today. Sorry. God wants to multiply what you consider limited. You know, in verse 16, it goes like this. They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Have you ever, have you ever, leave that verse right there, Manny. Have you ever said that in a certain point of your life where you're like, God, I only have, how can I, how can I trust you? I only have a hundred dollars. How can I trust you? I only have a hundred dollars. How can I trust you? I only have X. Have you ever been in a situation where God is asking you to trust him and your response is this? How can I do this? I only have blank. You know, many of you guys are trying to accomplish this big calling this big dream this big purpose and your first response is god i want you but i only have and you put in the blank 
You put in the blank. God, I only have a little bit of strength. God, I only have a little bit of time. God, I only have a little bit of money. And here's the thing. God never asked you how little or how limited you have. God said, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? And here's the very first thing that God is. God wants to multiply what you consider limited. And here's the thing. You got to realize this. And as we go about doing our business, as we go about doing life, you have to understand this, that your limitations are God's opportunity. I want you to say that with me. My limitations, My limitations. is God's opportunity. I'm telling you, you got to learn how to elevate your faith. You got to learn how to elevate your perspective because there's nothing impossible. The last time I checked, the God that we serve, the God that I serve is the same God that opened the Red Sea, the same God that raised Christ from the dead, the same God that calls things into existence that are not. And here's the thing. If you're here, bless you. If you're here and you're still struggling, listen to me. If you're still struggling with the concept of God, I don't have enough. Here's the reality check. Eyes on me. I want to I read it. God never asked you how little it was. God asks, what do you have? What do you have? It's not about how small it is. Is are you willing to confess that what you have is more than enough? Here's the concept between faith and reality. You know that your faith is elevated when your reality is not what's in front of you. Rather, what God's word says for you. That is why I'm telling you, you know why you guys, and I'm going to say very directly, you know why our faith is so weak? Because we have not allowed God's promises to become our greater reality. Because you look at a problem and that becomes your only problem. But when you look at a problem through the lenses of scripture, it's going to realize you're going to be able to see, you know what? There's more to the story than what I'm realizing right now. God never asked you, how little is it? He didn't even say, hey, how many fish is it? No, he never said this. He said, what do you have? And the very first thing is like, what do you have? Do you have a little bit of joy? That's more than enough. Do you have a little bit of hope? That's more than enough. Do you have a little bit of money? That's more than enough. Do you have a little bit of strength? That's more than enough because your limitations are God's opportunity. Your limitations are God's opportunity. You know why with this group, here's the thing. You know why we're going to reach thousands? And I love how he said it. John said it. Millions through media. He said that. I'm like, yo, 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 chill out. I'm barely at the thousands mark. You know what I mean? And stuff. I, we're, we're texting one day, I'm like, hey man, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this. And, and I'm excited. And I was just kind of opening up my heart. And I said thousands. And he's like, his response is, yes, man. And we are also gonna reach millions through technology. I put the phone down and God, you gotta give me that faith because I don't have it. <laughs> and stuff. But here's the thing you know why it's already done? Because I believe that God can do much with little. God can do much with little. So what does he change? He needs to change your perspective. He needs to change your perspective. So the number one thing is God wants to multiply what I consider limited. Whew, if this doesn't help you, talk to me after church. I might have to smack you or something. <laughs> All right. See, here's the thing. All right, baby G, I love you. Here's the thing. God is, here's the thing, God is not surprised. Let me, let me say this, God is not surprised by your struggle. I want you to write that down. God is not surprised by your struggle. You think that God didn't know that there was a huge demand and little supply? You, do think, you think that he didn't know, you think that God doesn't know how much you owe on a monthly basis compared to how much is coming in? 
You think that God is, oh my gosh, no, your mortgage is coming up. Oh my gosh, no, uh, there's going to be this southern thing. that You think that God doesn't know? God knows everything. He's an infinite God, omnipotent God. He knows it all. And the very first thing is this. The very first thing that God was working with the disciples is he had to change their perspective. He has, he, so he said, hey, what is it that you have? The question we begin with today is right now, what do you have? What do you have when in regards to what you're in need of? What do you have? Number two. Number two. So the first one is God wants to multiply what I consider limited. Number two. God can only multiply what is given away. God can only multiply what is given away. And I'm going to read verse 16. One more time, Manny. Verse 16. They do not need to go away. You give them something. And verse seven, verse 17 says this. We hear... I'm sorry. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Okay, the biggest challenge we will have when facing the realities of shortage is letting go the little that we have. How I'm telling you, and I'm going to share some stories in a bit because let me say this. As a self-employed husband, as a provider for a beautiful wife, and four kids, I have to, look, listen to me, I have to, not that I'm considering, no, I have to bring a certain amount of money, a certain amount of money for me to be able to provide the house, provide groceries, provide gas for Bertha's car, and guess what God does every month? You know what? Every month without fail, every month without fail, you know what God calls me to do? Give money away. Praise God. Let me say this. Every month, every month, God calls me to give more away than what I make. I'm, I'm going to challenge your perspective today because here's what I want you to understand. That God is faithful. Can I get an amen on that one? Who, who believe that God is faithful? But I'll say this. Let me say this. God can only multiply what is given away. I want you to say the word given away. Given away. It's, it's, I, really, I really want to share this with you because I'm going to challenge you at the end of the service to do something. And it's all going to be up to you. But watch this to you. Watch this. Can you put verse 18, Manny, please? It says this. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the loaves and the two fish, looking up to the heaven. He gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Now, watch this. Can you help me here? We're going to finish in a bit. Come here. You represent God. You're going to represent God. And Sam, you're going to represent the people. <laughs> people in need, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can just stay there. You can just stay there. God can only multiply what is given away. Okay, watch this. Watch this. And I want—I know this is going to distract you. That's very cuteness, but I want you to learn this lesson. Okay, I want you to, I really want you to learn. Here's the thing. We have an opportunity. Okay, watch this. 
Every day, go ahead, John. <clears throat> Every day you have an opportunity. God is going to say, Noe, what are you willing to give away? I'm like, God, I only have this, whatever this is. This. Here's the thing. God is going to multiply what you're willing to give away. It can be joy. It can be peace. It can be hope. It can be money. Whatever that may look like for you. So here's the thing. God is faithful. So I have a choice. Every day I have a choice. God, this is my security. This is my financial resources. This is all I have. So he'll say this, kind of like the president. Noe, what do you have? God, I have $1,000. God, I have a little bit of joy. God, I have a little bit of hope. Whatever, you, whatever it is that you have in your hands, that. You, you think about that. So that in my case is, God, I have my business. I've been doing this recently. God, I have my business. So then he's like, all right, cool. Noe, what are you willing to give away? So then like, God, I have this amount. So I bring it to God. But guess what happens at the same time? Guess what happens at the same time? There's needs that I have an opportunity. See, here's the thing. God doesn't take away the needs of someone around me. God doesn't take away the needs of someone around me. So then here's the thing. So I say, God, I have this need. I have this what I have. And it seems like very little. It seems like very little. But I'm going to give it to you. And here's the thing. When, God, when it's in God's hands, only God can multiply what I have. You know what? Here's the thing. You know what our problem is? Let's say that your problem is money. Let's say that your problem is money. A lot of you guys, a lot of me, and a lot of me too, you know what we'll do? We'll go try to find a second job, a third job. God, I need more money. I'm going to go find another job. God, I need more money. I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go do that, and I'm going to ask, and I'm going to get a loan, and I'm going to get a personal loan, and I'm going to get this, and I'm going to get that, and you'll try to multiply the limited resources of what, that you really have. But if you say, God, this is all I have, guess what? I have an awareness that only God can multiply what I have. Only God can multiply what I need. So here's the thing, instead of running after money and instead of running after another job and instead of running in here and doing that, what if you just give to God what you're in need of? If you need more joy, and look at it from a sense of joy. A lot of us go to a party thinking we're gonna get more joy. Go to a club, go thinking we're gonna get more joy. Go, but what if we give our little bit of joy and we give it to God? Because here's the thing, you know what I'm understanding as I'm growing up? You know what I'm understanding as I'm growing up? That only God can multiply my limited supply. Only God can multiply my limited supply. So what happens? So then God blesses it, he multiplies it, and then what does he do? He gives it back to me. He gives it back to me, and now it's blessed. But guess what happens, and here's the third thing, if you're taking notes, here's the third thing. The third thing is this multiplication. I'm sorry, give away what God gives back to you. Give away what God gives back to you. So here's the thing, I give it to God, he multiplies it, gives it back. Now here's the hard thing. You know that when you have a blessing like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed, Thank you, Jesus. I have this. I have that. Thank you. Now here's how the blessings doesn't stop. Here's what happens. Here's what happens when you receive God's blessing. Now God says, give it away. But God, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I need. Because remember, this is what happened. God blessed it. 
He multiplied it. He gave it to the disciples. And what did the disciples do? He gave it, the disciples gave it to the people. Let me tell you how a lot of us lose God's blessing. You know how we lose a lot of blessings? Because we take God's blessing and we keep it to ourselves. You want to stop God's blessing? Hoard it. If you want to stop God's blessing from entering your life, hoard what he gives you. Keep what he gives you. Because here's the thing. God gives, give me something. Pretend you're giving me something. No, no, you don't have to actually give me something. Give me something, and here's the thing. I give it away. Give me more. I give it away. Give me more. I give it away. And here's the problem with a lot of us. We get... I have nothing no more. God, I need more more money. I need more. I just had some. And then we'll come back. God, I need more. And then I give it back to him. God, bless this. And he does. And what do we do? We hoard it again. And do you see how this cycle of always being in need takes place? Because you hoard what you have. But here's the thing. If we can take what we have, and give it away, guess what? That continues this opportunity of blessings to never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Now, you can take a seat. I want to say this. Don't try to not get distracted. There's been a lot of movement going on. There's been a lot of moving going on. It's, it's okay. It's okay. But I want to say this. I want to encourage you with this. Who's dealing, who's dealing with, who's dealing with lack? And it just doesn't have to be money. Who's dealing with lack? And it just doesn't have to be money. It can be lack of peace, lack of hope, lack of joy. I want to say this. Give it away. Just yesterday, I got, a, I got a call yesterday, and we're going to finish here. And thank you guys for managing and being here. Thank you for being here. I got a call yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to say something. I was like, God, I need, I, I need this. You know, and I'm not here to promote my business. I'm not here to promote. I'm here to say everything that I have belongs to God everything. My life belongs to God. I just told you, I just celebrated six years of going through financial ruin. Six years. But the other day, I was like, God, I had a certain amount of money to buy new clothes for Zoe. And he asked me to give it away. Man, I hate driving to a grocery store and seeing a family in need. I don't hate seeing that family in need. I hate it because I know that God's going to ask me to give it away. So I go there and I go to this, I was on my way to Gap to go buy something for, for uh, Zoe and Alexa. And I see this need, I'm like, and I just hear God say, there they are. I'm like, no, that's your problem, not my problem. And I try to walk away and hey, they're back there. That's still your problem. <laughs> Fine. I'm like, all right, Zoe, Alexa, let's just trust God. Cool. I'm like, hey, I tell his family, hey, uh, come here. First of all, I'm not a drug dealer. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, first of all, I'm not here to sell you anything, but here's 
a certain amount of money. Enjoy it. I see you have a couple of kids. Enjoy it. Cool. And I left. I, I was going to go buy some groceries, but I was first of all going to go buy some clothes. And again, I'm not showing this. I'm not trying to teach you this to show off how cool I am or how blessed. No, I want you to understand the problem. The principle I left. I'm like, God, that was the only money I had right now to buy some clothes. And Joe, we need some clothes. A couple of days later, I get, I get a, I get a knock on the door. It's our neighbor. It's our neighbor, Dan and Becky. You no, know, we, we just felt in our heart. Uh, we, we really felt in our heart to give clothes to Zoe and Alexa. Here's, $600 worth of clothes, drops that at our door and walks away. Do you see that only God can multiply what you're in need of? Only God can multiply what you're in need of. And what I want you to understand is this. Are you willing to give away what you see as limited? If you feel like, man, I have little bit of money, little bit of joy, give it away. I'm, I'm telling you, the best thing that you can do is give it away. Because here's the thing, only God multiplies, I'm a steward. I'm not an owner, I'm a steward and I give it away. I thank you God, I'm giving it away. Thank you God, I'm giving it away. Thank you God, and guess what? When I can say thank you God and I give it away, the blessings never stop. I have more than enough for me, and I have more than enough to give. I have more than enough for me, and I have more than enough to give. Here's the thing. God's kingdom isn't about wealth. God's kingdom isn't about hoarding. God's kingdom is about blessing other people. Blessing other people. That's why I love nonprofits, because you know that nonprofits, I've been talking to a lot of nonprofits organizations lately, and to some directors, and you know what? I, you, have you noticed that most, there's some, but most nonprofits, they're like, all kinds of millions of dollars are coming in, but it also is going out. Have you noticed that? That's a principle because what comes in goes right out. What comes in goes right out. What comes in and goes right out and it meets the needs of other people. Why are so many nonprofits always have enough resources? Because when someone gives and they give away, guess what? God continues to bless that organization. I'm here, I'm giving it away. And the problem with our society is that we feel that we have nothing to give. It's only a little bit, that's why I begin. What is it that you have? Are you willing to give it away? Are you willing to give it away? And today, the question that I have for you is this. Are you willing to give away the little that you feel that you have? This is a hard, this was a hard message. This was a hard message for me to speak on because I know that money makes you uncomfortable. I'm not, if you, have you ever like, have you been at work like, how much do you make? That's not your problem. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a weird conversation, right? But when it comes, here's the thing. I'm not going to ask you that question. I'm asking you, can you trust God more than, can you trust God more than your job? Can you trust in the kingdom of God? Can you trust in his provision? Because the problem is this. We're building a culture. We're building a group of people, a young group of people who are more, more scared than never before from medical uh, things to like having insurance, to not having insurance, to not having enough for the bills, to not having enough for a new car and all this thing. And you'll always be, where's the next job at? Where's the next job at? Where's the next job? And you'll try to increase what only God can increase for you. And you'll burn yourself out trying to do it yourself. Guess what? I, you know, I'm, I'm, to God be the glory. 
you know, I only had $300 to give away. I mean, I only gave away $300. I, God doubled that with the clothes for the girls. I don't know if you noticed at the end of the story, it says that at the end when everybody was satisfied, you know it said that everybody is satisfied, the disciples had to go back and pick up 12 baskets of leftovers. 12, and they started with food for just enough two people. But because they gave it away and God increased it and multiplied it, they feed 15,000 and not just that, there's 12 baskets left. Holy crap. How do you live? How do you live with a sense of more than enough? And how do you live like, guess what? I'm, I'm telling you this. If you want to live life with more than enough, guess what? Guess what? I have more than enough joy to continue. I have more than enough strength to continue. I have more than enough, more than enough peace to continue. And here's the thing. Let me say something even, yeah, Manny knows this and Kyle knows this. On Friday, my dad has a court uh, for, for uh, he has a court for uh, immigration, whether he's going to be able to stay here in the United States of America or he has to leave the country. I was with him and trying to figure things out yesterday and stuff. And I asked my dad, do you believe? And my dad says, yes, I believe. Do you believe? My, my dad asked me, do you believe? I'm like, yeah, and stuff. Things are, and he's, he reminded me of this. He reminded me of this principle. Now, think about this. My own, I'm the only son. He's my only father. And here's the thing, my, one of my best friends, and I have to, and, I, and God, when I was finalizing this for this morning, God tells me this morning, Abby, he goes like this, hey, are you willing to give the little bit of hope that you have? Because truth be told, I only have a little bit of hope for this situation, especially when the lawyer is making it seem like it's not going to go well for us. And I'm like, yes. And you know what he told me then next, Johnny? He's like, give it away. Here we go with this giving away. Here we go again with this giving away stuff. So I'm like, all right, how do I give this away? And I'm waiting for a response. But let me say this. Let me say this. Stop fighting with your own strength. Stop fighting in your own strength. Stop fighting with your own strength. You will burn out. And guess what happens when you burn out? You have nothing to give. Can you rise to your feet? I'm going to encourage you to do something. And here it comes where I kind of, I'm going to make myself look bad, but I really feel led by God. I really do feel led by God because I want to try to teach you something. We're talking about money. I'm going to encourage you to give money away today. I, I'm going to encourage you to give it. I'm going to encourage you. You know what? Give an offering and put, say, God, the little that I have, I'm going to trust you with it. I'm, I'm, I really want to encourage you with this because here's the thing. I'm experiencing provision when it comes to being, to, to just saying, God, you're my provider. And here's the thing. I've experienced this personally personally this week and for the past couple of years and i shared the stories last week here's the thing i'm so short i want to see tyler okay here's the thing i want to see Tamara too here's the thing i'm telling you if you hoard the little that you have that's all you have 
If you hoard it and you keep it, God, I can't trust you. I don't, I don't want to give the little that I have. Guess what? That's all you'll have. But if you're willing to say, God, the little that I have, I trust that you can multiply. I trust that you can multiply and then learn to give it away. Now let God put that number in you. And it can either be to church, it can be to someone, but here's the thing, give it away. Give it away. God, if it's joy that you need joy of, make someone's day better. Give it away. Say that with me, give it away. Give it away. Say it louder, give it, away. give it away. I'm telling you, there's such a success principle when you give things away. A generous spirit will never will always be refreshed. He who refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. Give it away. Give it away. One more time. Say, give it away. Give it away. I'm telling you, this will be our culture, a culture of giving things away. Oh, you know what? Hey, you need money? Here's a job, first of all. Let's try to get you a job. <laughs> That's tough. No, but here's the thing. If we need, if we see a need, we're gonna meet a need. If we see a need, we're going to meet a need. Guess what? That's why already Poplar Bridge was the first school. I'm sorry, not Poplar Bridge. Uh, Indian Mounds and Washburn, and Indian Wands and Washburn Elementary. Our, we already have 30 families that have already said, yes, I need a backpack. And guess what? We as a community have said, guess what? We got you covered. Already. Already. Why? Because we're going to build the culture that wherever there's a need, we're going to meet it. Wherever there's a need, we're going to meet it. And you can say, Noe, you are the craziest guy. How, we only got 20 people here. How are we going to provide so much for so many people? Guess what? Freaking A, did you not read the story? <laughs> Two fish and five breads. Are you kidding me? Did you? We're going to give it away. We're going to give it away. So here's the thing. I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna allow John to just be a little Mozart on our background and stuff. You know, like here's what we're gonna do. I'm telling you, you can say I'm not ready for this, but if you want to experience God's favor in your life, you want to experience God's promises over here. You gotta to learn to give things away. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. So, with every eye closed, we're gonna pray. God, I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for your love. And thank you for your favor and thank you for your promises, God. And right now, increase our faith. Increase our faith to believe that only you can multiply what we are in need of. Only you can multiply what we are in need of. God, we choose to trust. We choose to give away what we consider as limited. Holy Spirit, I pray that, that today these stories that came out of my mouth was not something to elevate myself or our life, but it's something that can give you glory, God. I am a, I am a witness of your provision. I, I have seen you provide when no one else could provide. I've seen you give me joy and when in the middle of suicide thoughts. I've seen you give me hope, Father, when all hope was lost, God. And I've seen you provide financially when I had nothing else, Father, but you. I pray that you may convince each heart in here that they have more than enough to give something away. Even if it's five bucks, even if it's 10 cents, may they give it away in faith, believing God that you will increase, God. You will increase, Father, their storehouse. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to do something. I want you to just think right now. Or if you want to do it 
like if you want to give to church, give to church. But I want you to, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. Give something away today. Give something away. I'm telling you, I'm stressing this out right now because I know the principle of multiplication. I've experienced it. And again, it's kind of like last week. Don't miss out on living a blessed life. Be generous. So I want you to decide right now. And you can say, you know what? No, it's not for me. This is not for me. Fine. But here's my comeback to that. If you hoard it, that's all you experience. But I want you to, to make a decision of saying, God, if, if I'm going to trust you, I'm going to do what your word says, and it's to give it away. This is a different kingdom. This, is, this isn't an earthly system. This is a kingdom of God. So here's the thing. In the next couple, I'm going to just, John's going to play for one minute. I just want you to think about what you're going to do, whether it's giving an offering to church or buying someone food, or, or maybe it has nothing to do with money. Maybe it's encouraging someone. I'm going to encourage someone. Today. I'm going to give away encouragement. I'm going to give away joy. I'm going to give away peace. But decide what you're going to do today. This is, a, this is a step of faith right now. What are you doing today? Specifically, what are you in need of that you can give away? So think about that for the next 30 seconds. What are you going to do today? Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to us, God. <clears throat> Father, as they make a decision in their hearts, I pray that you will empower them to get it done. May they not wait. May they not wait to put into faith, put into action their faith. And may they realize that the little that they have or whatever they perceive to be little, maybe it's a lot, but they still perceive to be little, it's more than enough for you to multiply and increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Has, there, has everybody decided what they're going to do? Has everybody decided? All right, here's the thing now. Do it. Do it. Just as a last thing, may God receive the glory. Everything that I shared today is for you to realize that God can bless you. And God wants to bless you as you learn to give things away. We will be a generous church. Okay? Why don't you give a couple of people a high five of love. Give them some love and say, you know what? Give it away. Just tell them, give it away. Tell them, give it away. Give it away. Tell them, give it away. Give it away. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like, please help us by, one, subscribing to our podcast channel. That way you can be informed when our new content is uploaded. And second, if our ministry has been a blessing to you and you'd like to partner with us, please visit us at creativelovechurch.com to find ways you can give so we can continue to spread the message of hope. Thank you and see you next time. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not single